0: Try that again. Sibylith. You're listening to the world-famous Wire Roof Radio, with cast number 612, recorded on December 14th, 2016. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's Mm OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's D.B. in Arizona, bringing you uh, one more episode of the world famous White Roof Radio to close out 2016. We're not stopping. We're just gonna making the last one, the last one of the year. Uh, we're going to talk about Mini Cooper stuff for you. Get a whole crew on tonight. Uh, joining us this week, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson, motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. I'm,
1: uh, <clears throat> I'm here. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm ready at the cough button because I'm uh, sporting a cold tonight.
0: Yeah, that's not cool. Uh, drinking the whiskey, I hope. Kind of No, I'm
1: actually not because I'm taking cold medication and those just don't mix.
0: Well, it makes it a little more fun. <laughs> I thought that's...
1: It makes your liver blow okay. out. You oh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, no DB, says. I don't like this
2: new Todd. Let's <laughs> turn him into another Todd.
0: And, and that, of course, <laughs> is a special treat tonight. We get Mr. Gay Bridger from motoringfile.com joining us uh, because he was at the LA Auto Show. We're going to get his take on the countryman and other things that he spouts off about, and he promised me no F bombs. Uh, Alex is here as well. Alex, say hi.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Gabe is right. Like, they totally ruined the Todd, so I want the old Todd back. <laughs> Drives much better. Is, you know, talks new, much better.
1: This is the new premium Todd with, uh, you know. Hydraulic steering, with electric steering. <laughs> what kind of
0: hipster malarkey is that, this new Todd? I don't know if I like <laughs> this one. And there's our show title. And then joining us also as a special treat from uh, Ride Bikes Radio is our good friend Brian Dallas.
4: I like the uh, the sultry, gravelly voice of Todd Pearson tonight. <laughs> I
0: fair. I should just start a Slack channel called Show Titles. It's, <laughs> just it's pull Johnny from cash, Todd. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> I heard. I heard you shot a man in Reno once. Just to watch him die. Ooh. Just to watch him die. But not really. We don't do that. That's kind of that's kind of a little dark for this close to Christmas he season.
3: He goes to Vegas. He doesn't go to Reno.
0: Oh, that's true. He does go to Vegas. Reno's weird anyway we're here talking we're not talking about gambling we're not talking about you know todd's jimmy jim johnny cash impersonation we're going to talk Minnie cooper stuff tonight for you on the last show of 2016 uh it should be a good show i want everybody to go and get in sit down strap in and you know shut up yeah um before we get started with anything is just go and get this out of the way. I want to remind you guys first about one of the sponsors here under the White Roof. We're going to remind you about our friends over at out OutMotoring. com. You probably still maybe have time to get something for Christmas for that Mini Cooper enthusiast in your life. Huge discounts going around on OutMotoring currently. You just need to get... All over there. Just get over there. No discount code needed. You're saving up to like 64% on some items. It's awesome. You're still getting ground sh- free ground shipping on uh, most orders over $195. Uh, you're saving 5% on your orders by using the coupon code that you get from your uh, email newsletter, right? Because you guys get that one. Uh, they're adding 2,000 new products each month. All the OEM repair and replacement parts that you guys need to do your uh, to do your own work, right? Really cool stuff. It's like Aaron is your new parts desk. Very cool stuff. And don't forget the the big the line ever growing line of Aston Martin parts. Gabe, were you aware of this that our friend Aaron over at Out Motoring is uh, now selling Aston Martin parts?
2: Sorry, I'm picking my jaw off the ground. Uh, no. Yeah. Yes. And how and why and awesome.
1: Yes, awesome. I think. I think, uh, I think sure. I th- Aaron made so much bank over there at the, at Out Motoring that he bought himself a, a DB9. I think. I think Good. so. I think Good so too. For, him. for so, the,
2: I will tell you right now that there's few people nicer than than, than Aaron uh-huh. who uh, started and uh, founded and runs at motoring. Uh, good people over there.
0: Exactly. But, you know, if you're looking for a performance clutch and flywheel kit for your Aston Martin, Aaron's got you covered. Big brake kit, done. Wheels, luggage, shirts, all the Aston Martin things.
2: Now, DB, I have a question. Now, yes. Can Does he sell a manual retrofit kit for my 2003 aston martin vantage he does not. that is what i'm looking for he, he does, does not he does not okay All and, right, i will and, continue shopping
0: yeah are i get is this something new gabe do we need to talk about this
2: uh no 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 okay talk about here that's for the uh, vantage for,
0: for the aston martin cast got it yeah got it okay very good anyway not only that a clear wheel arch lights those are always really sharp especially if you have got like a pepper white car good price on those strike plate covers practically free headrest pillow sets double badge holders all that and so much more available for you over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. Go over there. Check it all out. And don't forget to sign up for the email newsletter, please. That's our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. Mini, performance, speed, and uh, let me see here. Just because I'm being silly. Hawk HPS brake pads for your Aston Martin. That's uh, OutMotoring.com. Yes. Hawk brake pads for your Aston Martin. Great. Gabe, do you need Hawk brake pads for your Aston Martin?
2: Uh, uh, no, no. I'm really looking for that uh, manual. The, the, the,
0: the manual transmission swap. Got it. <laughs> okay. All right let's we'll see what we can do about that. I'll, we'll send a message out to Aaron. Let's go, hey, Aaron. He probably get it. Anyway, how about some of that news music? It's all you. Man. Yeah, it's all me tonight. I've already put it in. It's already there. I'm hearing it in my brain. So I wanted to start on, um, with Mr. Gabe, because um, Gabe was at the LA Auto Show. Gabe got to crawl in, around, over, and under the <laughs> new Countryman, and I just kind of wanted to go. Gabe, what do you think of the new Countryman?
2: Um, well, you know, it's been a while. I kind of forgot. Yeah, uh, I I'm I'm figured. Um, uh, so no, it's it's. Listen, the Countryman is exactly what we think it is. It's it's big. It's exactly the same size as the Clubman, except it is taller. Okay, and and it has a little bit more leg room in the back. So if you're trying to size up the thing, um, that is that's one of the key that's one of the key points. Um, it's eight point some inches taller, so you're sitting taller. Okay, uh, you've got a more commanding view of the road, um, but it's otherwise you know it's, it's pretty pretty similar. So okay. with that out of the way, what does it actually feel like? What is it like? Look like inside. Yeah. Um. You know what? What? What are we dealing with? For folks who know. So, so,
3: before you uh continue, like the the dimensions are the exactly exactly the same as the the X1.
2: No, they're not. So actually, that that, I was going to get to that, but we can talk about that now. So it is exactly the same, more or less, as the Clubman. It's 3.8 inches higher um, from a seating position standpoint than the Clubman, but it is. 8 inches longer and 1.3 inches wider than the previous countryman. So that's that's the big difference. It's quite wow. a bit. It's
0: quite a bit. It's quite, quite a bit and larger and a little, than little bit
2: wider. That extra 1.3 inches. Yeah, we'll get the, the heavier is totally true. The, the extra 1.3 inches makes it a true five-seater, which I think is really important for a lot of families out there. Right. Um, and the 8 inches longer obviously means that there's a little bit more leg room in the back and there's a lot more boot space. Right. So why is it – how is it different than the X1? So I asked – Mini product planners and a few engineers and a designer that exact question mm-hmm. and every one of them said the same thing Why because I said why is it? Why does it not have the same car, cargo capacity and size as the X1 and they said it's an easy answer We could have easily done that. That's not a problem. It's built on the exact same platform, right? We chose very specifically to make it feel like a mini and we, and we also wanted to make it look like a Mini. They all had the sort of the same, the same answer sliced different ways.
0: Right. Okay. We wanted well, it
2: ultimately to map back to like the idea of the Mini, which is to say it is the smallest vehicle in a segment that makes the most use of its space. And so when you look at them side by side, everything is pretty much the same until you get to the rear overhang, where the X1 extends quite a ways. Right. The Mini does not. And, and one of the, at one point later in the evening, um, somebody who will remain nameless just basically said, listen, if we would have made it identical in proportion, it would have looked stupid. It would have looked, <laughs> would never have looked like a mini. And, and, and he's right. Uh, you look at it, it's got really tidy. Uh, it's got a really tidy little rear overhang. Right. And you know, it's, it's, it, it's a mini. Like if, if you've got a problem with that you really need more space, so you probably should be going somewhere else.
1: Right, Uh, I think I I think what we're we're hung up on here is the uh, the cost level of what this is going to be. An X1 starts at 331, and let's say an equivalent of Cooper S, um, all four uh, Countrymen is going to start at like 31 and change, I I believe. Right, so there's there's Mm only two thousand dollars difference there. Um,
2: between the Clubman and the Countryman, is that what you said, or the No? X1? Between the
1: between the X1. And- oh yeah,
2: I mean, there's there's no question. I mean, I think here here's the thing: there's no question that they're 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 priced not that far apart. But I mean, you're not like you're not buying a you're not buying a Mini or, or BMW by the pound. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's not like a it's not like a you know a piece of skirt steak. So I mean, it, it's it's a different type of concept, and so the I think the pricing doesn't necessarily bear out size or weight or things like that. Um, Mini just doesn't, like, they just don't play that game.
1: Well, but I think I want it's, to know For consumers, how it's a different concept because they're both four door, all wheel drive vehicles that are about the same size. They're roughly.
2: Well, I mean, I same. think one is, I mean, the Mini is quite a bit lighter, for one. A Mini looks and feels. I
1: know. Dramatic. People don't, like, yeah. you just said it, though. People don't shop by weight of the car. I mean, <laughs> they're not going to compare those. Well, but
2: no, but have... I guess the light, so let me reiterate it's not light, it's the way it feels. So oh, okay. I can tell you right now, having driven a club in, next to an X1, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the clubbing feels decidedly more interesting to drive, right. more fun, more engaging, all those things. And so all you have to do is drive the two back to back. I've driven a countryman, but I mean, from a weight standpoint, from a size standpoint, from a vehicle dynamics, and I look at the steering ratio, I look at the engine output, I look at you know the weight to power ratio, et cetera. Everything would lead me to believe that it's going to be a more interesting car to drive. And so that is your, one of your key differences. Now combine that with design of the car, Mm -hmm. positioning of the car, the way everything literally feels under touch, the way controls are, you know, the way the, the center, you know, I drive compared to the BMW, it's just a very different experience. And I think people aren't like, they're fine. Listen, at the end of the day, like I'm paying, you know, $40 less for a car that's got a little bit less room in the back a month. Um, but I love it. Like, I don't think it's going to dissuade people from it, you know. Right? And if it I is, I should love
1: the one. I think I've I've talked to two people who went from a Countryman <laughs> to an X1, and then they got rid of the X1 within a year or two. Uh, the, the, new, the
2: new one, the one that came out last, the, this
1: year. No, the the first X1 that came.
2: out. Oh, so the first one I loved. The first one I think is is going to be one of the best used cars for the past from the past twenty years. For my, I mean, it's the last uh you know it's the last real steering rack from bmw the all-wheel drive four-cylinder it's got all the best from an electronic standpoint um of a modern bmw with all the best of sort of the previous generation e93 series it's a great car to drive the new one is a different story it's mini based Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't have the fun of a mini you know so it, it ends up feeling like a little bit of a a car with an identity crisis. Yeah, it doesn't it's, have the, it doesn't
0: have the, as nice a design as the Mini either. I'm looking I'm just looking at the a picture of an X1 from, you know, bmwusa.com and comparing that to like a, a picture of the Countryman. I think the Countryman's better looking.
1: Oh, it absolutely is better. Yeah, looking. I would agree.
0: Cuz I think the so yeah, I
1: think, I think like the X1's, X1's got, got the JCW engine in it though. So. Yeah, it's got well, that, but it's, it's also got the also, Mazda it hood.
0: Case. It's got that really long nose that the Japanese yeah, cars are doing lately, right?
1: So, Looks weird. My, that's a, that's one
2: thing that that I will tell you. My son, who is four, um, spotted two Mazda CX-3s and said they looked like X-1s. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it's like, oh, there's a car that like like we have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was right. I'm like, God,
1: and I, I said that like a few weeks ago. Look. All of those micro, these small SUVs are starting to look exactly the same. Honda CRV, the Mazda, the X-1. The shape
2: the- of them. You're right. The shape yeah. of them are so dictated by arrow and by um, the ability you know, to by hear, Various people. laws. And you know you're right. Like it's a, it's almost like a template they have to follow so closely. I do want to get back to the the countryman hands on really quickly. Yes, sir. One a couple a couple things I totally loved. Um, the iDrive, the new iDrive, touch iDrive is a massive change. Um, remember when they went from the iDrive system in the in the in the R56 like the first two years? Yes. To the to the to the later generation. Mm-hmm. This is way bigger than that. Okay. Do you remember when they went from the, like, the R56 to the F56? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is, I would sure. say, on par with that change. Wow. Maybe bigger. Okay. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a very different kind of experience being able to touch the screen and use the iDrive controller. You know, pinching and zooming, everything is, is really, really fast. The only lag I saw, and it's a decided lag, too, I have to, I have to say, is pinching and zooming on the map. Hmm. There's a there's a there's a legitimate lag to that that particular interaction, but it, otherwise it's really really great. And so when when you couple CarPlay, uh, Bluetooth enabled CarPlay coming, uh, this with June production, with this type of platform, it's really going to be nice. And I think it's a, it's everything people have been waiting for.
0: Got it.
3: So Gabe, I got a I got a question. Some have uh, I think you posted like a short uh, video. Video on Instagram uh, you like manipulating like the, the new version of uh, of uh, iDrive or I Mini mean, Connected at some point like you were uh, you were uh, scrolling with your fingers like the menu on top and yeah. it seemed like it was a little bit difficult to do because you know like, scrolling like it almost took it as a touch input as opposed to a scroll and it seems that you know it was a little bit of a struggle here to actually make that work on top of the on top of the screen
4: well gabe is the is the screen uh capacitive or or uh inductive so like on uh, an iphone an iphone screen is inductive where like a like a galaxy or, or like a yeah, hard uh, that's capacitive so depending on you have it's to push capacitive. i believe it is based okay. on what i can remember
2: so i so alex to ask you to answer your question i mean i don't think there was a struggle that was not my hand actually it was a mini designers who will remain nameless but um <laughs> i think you know, I think if you look at it in the first second, when he clicks on a button and moves it, you see a very subtle lag. Yeah. That's the kind of lag you have yeah. at some instances. And that's processor driven. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it, it it's pretty good. You see the, the the scrolling he does? It's really seamless. It's just that initial click and drag. You know, it's like, okay, what's behind this click? And also you're dragging at the same time. And it's like, a it's a, it's a super, super quick hiccup. But it's still, it's a tiny bit of a hiccup. So. I would say it feels a little bit more like a 2014 era Android phone versus like an iPhone, as far as like that little tiny lag sometimes you get.
4: Yeah, plus you're looking oh, at a kind of okay. seven months from production, so that could change that. That hardware could change, and you know, well, this is by the time that hits out. So this
2: was this is normal production. I mean, this should be this is stuff that's going into production in a few weeks, I would think, because I mean, this is the standard. I drive like set for i mean any any countryman that's being produced in 2017
4: yeah the only reason i say that is because halfway through the first iteration of iDrive for the f cars it ended. they ended up changing out that screen you know about a quarter of the way through so like mm-hmm. in right. the middle of 15 right. they changed that screen out so that it had a higher resolution and and what so i can imagine that we may see a hardware change by the time carplay hits so in july it's it's 1080 now right, right. yes so
2: it's it yeah. I, uh, it's a good question. I saw 1080 and I and I wondered about that myself. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I will say that it's from my experience and just using it, <clears throat> it's really intuitive. It's quick. It's it's more than quick enough. You you quickly forgive like the lag you have. Could it be a little bit better? Sure, but it's it's so much better than where it came from than where it is now. And I mean, I love the current version. Like I don't have any problems with it whatsoever. Um, but this is a big step change.
1: Yeah, I don't it. have any problems with the current version as far as the usability. I just have a problem with it that it's worthless. In that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a dumb screen. No, there's virtually okay. no reason for it. I mean, See, I, you're crazy. Like I, I, have all my like favorites. I use I, I
2: everywhere I go. I, I'm, I'm on Nav, and now I will, I dual Nav it all the time. I use Google Maps on my phone, and I use that. But you know, I use Google Maps just for traffic data. Uh, yeah. you know that's all that's all I use it for Other, everything else is like I'm using it for waypoints and yeah, like you traffic know traffic data traffic data is built into Yeah, the traffic
0: system. data is built into you the the into the iDrive system at least it is on the five series so in my house. You guys
2: don't you guys don't you don't hit it hard enough to to see the uh so here's the problem with the traffic data it it <laughs> only works it's it's, uh, it's I'd say it's about 80% as good as Google Maps on the highway and it's about 10% hmm. as good of, as, as Google Maps on city streets, hmm. on, like, really congested city streets. It doesn't have the data we that found be very In fact, it has no data often nice. outside I, of I main
1: streets or, or highways. I was surprised because using it here in Kansas City, I would think Kansas City is a smaller city, not as big as Chicago, and, and should, you know, probably have less data, anyway, available to it. But we found, you know, when we used it in the... Uh, in the, our um f56 2014 when we had it it was very effective at rerouting us when there was an issue that but we couldn't it's, even it's, see that we couldn't even see but
2: but that's normal but it's 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 almost always wrong in a place like chicago <laughs> yeah. which is so congested because yeah. right. it's like google is not it's not just a step ahead it's, it's like multiple steps And i mean i can tell you right now like there are days when i look at you know, my, my traffic situation. And, and there's a half an hour difference between the two Yeah. and, and, and almost every time, every time the mini will be like, well, why don't you just go down these side streets, right. you know, it'll save you 40 minutes. Well, see the, I and think Google's the problem like, don't is don't even try those because it's not, it's actually not uh, getting any data around those streets that Google is. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think what the problem is, is that the, the iDrive system is still more, I'm just going to use the word old for lack of a better term in that. It is still trying to get you from point A to point B in the shortest route possible. It's basically still trying to draw that straight line, like the old well, school navs used to well, do. I've been it, I've been playing with it here in Phoenix. Nah. Here in Phoenix, the iDrive in the five series in my house draws a straight line, and that's how it brings you home. It doesn't so three ways in your
2: settings. I can tell yeah, it. Th- yeah, go ahead. The, yeah, go ahead, Todd.
1: I was going to say you can tell it whether you want it to go the fastest way, the uh, shortest way, or I, nice always,
0: I always say the okay. fastest, and it still draws – basically draws a straight line, and it does never match its Google or Apple Maps in Getting Me Home. Yeah, and I think, yeah. you know,
3: so I, think if you had well, a I don't
0: GPS,
1: know, I, and they do that for different things. I don't, yeah.
3: I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's something about California, but uh, – um, I've been using so I've, I don't know if you remember, guys, but at the I think at the beginning of uh, of the summer, like I decided to teach Google Maps and in, in ways because you know data collection, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit naive like this, uh, and so I switched to uh, to Apple Maps, and at the same time I get the car, and the first you know, I would say half a dozen time I always launch you know Apple Maps and um and the uh, Apple Maps actually I still had Google Maps at the time. I think I kept it for like one more week when I got the car and the nav in the car and uh the times were like and the routes were pretty much the same like all the time I mean I'm and I'm and I use the nav like everywhere I go, and there's a lot hmm. of traffic around in San Francisco, and I'm fairly happy with like the results I'm getting and the traffic. Uh, the traffic detours and uh information are pretty are actually pretty snappy and and nice. and uh and almost like in real time um yeah. so i don't know it's a little bit of a different experience for me
1: yeah your well, miles may vary and then when you get uh when carplay comes into to play i think gabe the, the problem that you know most people are going to either use apple maps or google maps and, i think the problem
2: uh, is car well google maps isn't isn't so,
1: actually compatible with carplay yeah not yeah. yet
2: Sometimes. That's that's a big issue, and that's frankly, it's one of the selling points for Android Auto. Right. So for me, like I don't use Apple Maps at all. And I mean, not have to get into a, a map discussion here, um, just because I don't think the data is quite as good from from where I sit, from what I've experienced. Um, but I do want to get back to the Countryman very briefly. There's there's a couple of things that I think are standouts to it. Go. Uh, so number one. The uh, the rear, I think it's called the picnic table or the picnic, yeah. oh, whatever. A bench. So the, the, the little bench. bench. That is yeah. dumb. So somebody, no, Todd, awesome. Todd, you should have it came up with this. So awesome. Todd should have came up with this because all it <laughs> no, is, it's a can't. piece of foam hanging off the no, back of the car. <laughs> no, it's not. This is so totally, you, it's you, got motoring magnets, stripes written all over it. Magnets. So you'd have to engineer magnets into the load floor. You have to then. You have to actually create. It's it's all magnetic, so it's actually pretty. It's pretty smart. Um, There's foam, obviously, as a couple pieces of foam as key components of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's and it's a a, you know variation of some kind of very flexible vinyl. Yada yada yada. It's constructed in a way that's not necessarily something you could do easily. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's an idea that they've had kicking around since the mini traveler concept.
4: Oh, nice. it's the, oh it's
2: Just the rail
1: concept of the original. <laughs> yeah, I was just it's the say rail. It's the rail
4: of the F sixty. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be Brian. I think you're right.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you, I, so how is it like ever in your like, it's it's brilliant. Like I'm telling you, it's brilliant. Like how many times have you guys like had to like lean on the back of that thing? Oh, like, it's the worst I guess I, ever. I, 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 I you, man, I do all the time. Like uh, I put my feet up there. Like I'm like uh, yeah, it's the worst. Trying I, trying to sit really? in the back, trying
0: to sit in the back of me is always like the most uncomfortable place to sit.
2: So it's in the and the the great thing is it folds away and it, and it has no it does not impede any storage whatsoever. Hmm. So it just sits underneath the floor. You never even know it's there if you don't if you don't want to mess with it.
0: Oh, that sounds nice. So we'll have to get really, we we'll have to get Chad's mom it's a, it's a on really to nice up some I would fancy covers
2: love to have it in my in my Clubman. I mean, it would be fantastic. Maybe it'll be retrofitable. Like dogs, if you have like a dog. Well, a it's a good book protector. Really quick. Yeah, it's, fan- it's fantastic. All right, Gabe, what, so also, I think what a, else I think about great, the – I was actually shocked because I didn't think – I thought it was like a, a, a hopeless gimmick, but um, it worked really, really well. What I else have a about bunch the country? I haven't had a chance to post. Um, but a couple other things. I think the the seating is all the same as the, the Clubman and and the, uh, the F56 as well. It's excellent seats. Uh, the lighting is going to be um, halogen and – um, LED cornering is the option. There is no LED without cornering, which is kind of cool. Okay. Yep. The um, JCW, which you saw on Modern File, is coming in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard plenty of – there's plenty of off-the-record conversation about it, which I won't necessarily discuss entirely here, but it is coming. And, of course, the big question is, why would you get a JCW when the Countryman E right. is Faster. Right. Yeah. So, I think there's a couple there's rational reasons for that um, for getting JSW over it, but it's, I
1: think it's not going to be faster for... for as long. How's that? <laughs> because uh, eventually no. you're going to burn up that electric power, and then you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it will not. But it'll be fast, fast, faster enough if you if you've <laughs> got a, if
0: your batteries are charged, it's faster.
2: For yeah, but anyway, so it's, it's but you don't get the though, exhaust. I mean, yeah you know yeah exactly there's there's a lot of rational reasons of why you'd want to have a jcw if you're like a if you're a performance guy or girl um if i had the choice you know it'd be honestly it'd be a hard choice um i may go jcw because the exhaust is great it's got bigger brakes the suspension is you know it's a little bit different you're building a new Uh, rallycross car
0: you're building a new car to go hit the desert or rally or something like that why not yeah you You want jcw
1: so
2: I think that I think the biggest problem that um, you know a, a JCW Clubman or JCW, I'm sorry, JCW Countryman or JCW Clubman face is the Focus RS problem. Right. Which is a different yeah. topic.
0: That's a topic I'll for a whole I'll another day.
2: Know. Right. But yeah. it, it is it is I think a compelling um, you know it, I mean listen the Focus RS is amazing. It is not like if you sit in one, it's not like. The the Countryman is an like entirely different echelon of product. Yes, uh, as far as like the quality of it and everything. So yeah. you just have to find out like you know what do you really value right. in a forty three thousand dollar car. Exactly. So
4: Gabe, can I ask you? Um, did you have a chance to sit in the hybrid or not? In the back I seat, I did. I did because I noticed that they've like shrunk the seat up a little bit to make space for the battery uh, in uh, the back. Did you notice uh, the- that? I did
2: not. not it was it was apparent to me that there was there there seemed to be a slight change. One of the things I regret not figuring out is if the seat is movable in the hybrid or not. I think mm. it was though. Okay. Well, that would be um, that
4: would be good if it was because it is in the other. Uh,
2: there's there's a photo on Motor and File that actually shows um I think me holding up the rear floor of the boot and okay. you can see how much of it is taken up by the the motor um basically the whole drivetrain back there got it. The, right. it here's the thing with the high and you know and actually shoot i have a i have an entire interview with the the lead engineer of the hybrid which i don't think we've posted yet we haven't but, posted
0: it yet we i've got um, it somewhere so i haven't got to it yet sorry
2: yeah so we'll post that um but it's it's really cool one of the things that he talks about um is that this is the most advanced hybrid that bmw has done now they they have already released the the two series um I've totally lost track of all the various acronyms and names and whatnot. But there's a, there's a two-series, mini-base two-series, they sell in Europe that has this exact same hybrid system. So that has already been out. It's been out for like six
1: months now. So it's different um, than the 320E, right? Completely.
2: And so th- you mean a 330E? 330E, so, yeah, yeah. So because I just, I just had a 330E for a week, and I talked to him about that. And he was, and he smiled, and he said, you know, that was a long time ago and when they developed that. And they learned a lot. And this is a car, this is a system that's actually quite a bit smarter, a lot more efficient. Um, it's, it's, it is truly the i8 architecture turned backwards, but the components are, are obviously different. One of the things he told me is that you can, with, with eDrive turned on, you are driving a rear-wheel drive Mini for the first time in history. In <laughs> fact. Nice. And I just looked at him and smiled, and I said, "So this is going to be really fun in the snow, right?" And he looked at me and smiled. He said, "Yes,
1: yes, it will." <laughs> That's good. For thirty.
2: Um, so. Yeah, for thirty-five but, grand, sure. For thirty grand, well.
1: Where the battery runs out is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
2: obviously, I mean, t- I mean, so there's some interesting things about how this thing works, though. Um, you know, it, you have to work hard to run it dry from electricity, so. there's there's elements of it that will be there for a long time um it's it's really smart i mean the the x5 uh 40e for instance had this sort of similar uh and the the 330 as well but it 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 retains electricity as much as possible and it starts it tries to sort of guess how you're going to drive where you're going to drive and you know calculates its own usage of electricity so for instance if you were to put in your destination in the nav for the Mini E, it would look at that and say, great, you're going to go 300 miles, uh, you're going to have this much elevation change, you're going to have this many curves, you're going to have this much stop and go, I'm going to calculate a route for you that will get you there while, um, while and, and still give you 20% of your, your battery by the time you get there. Yeah. I, will, I will basically dole out the electricity appropriately at an appropriate times during the, the drive. Um, so you have 20% when you get there and it already knows when you just, when you just start off on that drive, it already knows where it's going to do that.
4: Is it so, regenerative, regenerative like yes. it is on the i3s and stuff?
2: It, it, it is, but not to that same degree, okay. um, but it is. And so when you think about it, it's, it's constantly trying to, to generate some of that power. The other thing it does is when I say regenerative, it actually, um, it actually, it actually takes in power or electricity, if you will, it generates electricity from the engine at times. So it's, it's a system that isn't, um, you don't even know it's happening. So it's, it's not regenerative from a braking standpoint. De-
1: yeah. It's the BMW efficient dynamics approach, isn't it?
2: Uh, not necessarily. It's, it's different than that. I mean, it's, you know, with the efficient dynamics, I mean, it's, it's sort of throwing some from, you know, like bits and pieces of energy into the alternator basically. But it's, it's, it's so like, that's so minuscule compared to this. Right. Uh, but it's, anyway, it, you know, it, it's really interesting. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of technical data out there on it. Um, but the key thing is it's meant to be fairly transparent. One of the things that I learned in, in my time with the 330E, which is, uh, you know, obviously a different system, but it's similar. You just kind of don't want to worry about the electricity you have left because you only have in that car like 15, 18 miles on electricity. And so the first few days, I was just like, oh, I got to find a charger, got to find a charger, um, you know, and, and, uh, once I realize I don't need to worry about it, it's just there if I need it. And otherwise it's just a normal fast BMW. It's actually just a nice bonus. And and the fact that I can run on electricity for 15, 18 miles, is just a really nice bonus. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's great. The rear wheel drive part was, was pretty exciting. Um, there's a lot of, and when we post that, that interview, there'll be a lot more data, um, deal here but it's uh it's it's really really cool i'm fascinated to see what the take rate is going to be on this car Mm -hmm. it will not be cheap Mm -hmm. um but there will be incentives that will offset some of that
1: we need to go back and talk about because the the prices were released on this and i don't know if we've even mentioned this on the shows yet but you can go back to and look at the uh the pricing and my attitude here's my prediction i'll make it publicly on the show here oh here we go is that (laughs) the Cooper All Four is going to be the best selling in this line because oh, yeah. the cost point and people are going to say, hey, it drives okay. It could, it has all four, you know, I can load the tech up on it and not be a fifty thousand dollar car.
2: Wait or, wait till uh, wait till the upgraded engine hits.
1: Yeah, well see, then then there's that. It's so I, I think between the Cooper All Four and you know the uh the hybrid plug-in hybrid and it's going to be a little more expensive but hopefully there's some incentives still with that as there are with you know plug-in cars
2: yeah there, there definitely will be and obviously that's dependent on where you live but um i think many is counting on that as being uh, a, a sales driver
1: well and those those expire if i'm not uh wrong at the end of 2018 well it's state by state so it,
2: it really depends where you live
1: I know, and that's what—that's that, the thing. Tesla was trying to get all their Model Threes delivered before those expired, so people could take advantage of them. That was kind of the whole push to get these, you know, get those done. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, here's something to think about, and this just brings us back to CarPlay. Is we have learned that this is going to be available on uh, cars that are built from what June of 2017 and after. Yes, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, that means if you're buying either a Clubman. Uh, like a JCW Clubman, which is going to have this upgraded touchscreen system in it if you get navigation, or if you buy one of the early Countrymans, they are not going to be CarPlay compatible. Probably, that's right. probably ever. We won't confirm that for
2: that's, sure. I, I, was,
1: I was told that's more true. or less that's true. Yeah. So, and uh, hey, it, it, that might be something that pulls people back. It might not. I don't know.
2: But, but can I ask a question? Uh-huh. When has that ever not been true? You know, That's like true. When have we ever been able to, to retrofit something from BMW and Mini? Like it just—it's never, it just, it's uh, never well, xenon headlights. <laughs> so <laughs> a Zenon mechanical thing, like a, an yeah. actual mechanical. You know, That's I mean, true. Sure, but like otherwise, it just doesn't happen. There, there's just there's no
1: precedent for right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. It does. Kinda it suck. does suck because cars totally <laughs> suck a whole lot longer than they used to, and people are driving their minis for seven, eight, nine, ten years. I mean, even. DB, you're driving around in a 2009. That thing's going to be 8 years old, right? 2008. It's coming up on 8 years old, yeah. Yeah. So that thing's 8 years almost 9 years old. Yeah. And it's still a decent car, but you know, there's there's stuff he'd like to have that you'll never be able to add to that. Car. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. that's well, I mean, that's under- I, I can because
0: it's out of it's out of yeah, I can change the stereo and put a new tech cuz there's faceplate replacements type of thing, but Yeah, but some for somebody like me, for example, who just got my car in March... Yeah, it'd be nice to is, be able to add CarPlay from the factory.
4: Yeah, that's
1: not going to happen. Not going to happen.
4: I can't even add it in my 15. So, I mean, it's not going to happen either.
1: Yeah, it sucks to be you guys, man. Should have waited. Well, and it's <laughs> it's weird because uh, we're also told that this this CarPlay is going to be limited to just the navigation system, where in the BMWs, the it is not because BMWs no. offer it on every one of their models. So that's,
4: that's
2: not true. Only, that's only in the United States. Only in the U.S.? So, they yeah they offer smaller navigation outside the United States where the car is not seen as premium and that follows the Mini um, method of CarPlay usage if you will.
1: Mm. So, so so what are you saying? So uh, what I'm, what I'm saying is that BMW offers CarPlay on a car that doesn't have a touch screen, but we're told Mini's not going to do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. So, because I talked I with the BMW salesperson today, and they I don't said, think that's uh, true. Are you sure that's true? I'm positive. I checked today, and they said yeah, absolutely for 300. dollars I, mean, I would suspect many
2: doesn't like just doesn't have the you know the capability to support that many. I mean, have
1: any systems more or less? Well, maybe LCI. Who knows? But well
2: it- so let's talk about now let's talk about that for a second because that's, that's the other news I, I haven't had a chance to post on learning so the the LCI is coming next year late next year and that is going yeah. to coincide with uh, a lot of changes um, there's going to be and we've talked about this before but uh, there's going to be engine there's going to be output changes they've already they've already shown some of those engines they haven't talked about specific output but um, that's going to be going up uh, I can't quite talk about some of those yet but there's one particular thing that's awesome and exciting and the other thing is uh you're going to see this touchscreen navigation in all many as as an option um as of should be next year next fall so that's going to be another big change you're going to see new lighting new bumpers new front back new wheels new colors new interior trim and i'm told a surprise or two hmm.
1: They're bringing back the rail. Back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's interesting because, you know, I got the I talked on the last show. I got the software in my car updated and I noticed a few little tweaks that they've made. They, they've started becoming uh, interesting, like the engine uh, temperature gauge has changed from a series of lines that go from green to red to now it's a little two triangles of a, a blue and a red yeah. and a white area where this ball moves to the center to where your thing goes and uh the green mode also does the same thing i have confirmed that i'll post a picture for you guys but they've changed just two of the just in my car just very quietly without saying anything and uh it, it was probably a few months ago that that software changed in the car
4: yeah we saw i saw that software in august it was the first time i ever saw that change on some of the, some so of the cars couple, that got, got flashed. so
1: yep just a couple months ago and yeah. you can take yours if you're driving an f56 brian you can take yours in also and get it you know, update the software, and you will get that. And I haven't. There's probably a couple of other little things that I haven't seen yet. But Mini's starting to sneak in these little changes that really are. are there's not much meaning behind them. I mean, Alex, we had the discussion on on why they did it, and you like the old system better. But um, I think it'll be interesting. They're, they're starting to do that, which then will bring us to the LCI next year, mm-hmm. and hopefully, be a bigger upgrade. I'd I'd love to have the a new interface for the. Uh, You know, infotainment system in the car. uh, You know, if they upgrade that a little bit, make it a little more efficient.
4: It would be nice because it's 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 literally can be turned into a dumb a dummy screen. I mean, it literally can be dependent on whatever device we connect it to. It's just a matter of of making it. You know, making the source do that. I mean, my car's been coded to the point where I can run full video while driving. Right, and that's that's a capability that's you know, just obviously disabled in the u.s but it definitely can can be done hmm. so there's there's flexibility with all this stuff that that you know we're only really tipping the iceberg here so
3: so just um just wanted to ask a, a question to gabe and maybe uh, maybe brian like we um do you guys know if with the hardware that uh we have on the uh, f56 pre-lci uh, if we'll get like a like a major software upgrade, which will correspond to the uh, new iDrive, or is the new iDrive system really only has only been designed like for a touch touch screen uh, monitor, I guess, uh, as opposed there, to any kind of any type of screen?
2: There, so the new there is a new iDrive system for the smaller screen, the six point five inch, um, mm-hmm. that is standard on the cars. It is so. It looks new. There's new menus. It's faster. There's a new processor. It is totally new, um, but it does not have touch input.
3: Is it hardware dependent, or is it like yes. something that? Uh, well,
2: every, So let me put it this way. I don't know, but I will say every <laughs> single. I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let me let me explain why I said yes. Because every single time in the history of BMW, when they upgrade the software, and there's any type of change in the way it interacts there's an entire change like from component on up um, behind that screen um, because there is there's a very very tight integration with what you see and the processor behind it so why I, I don't know I've been
4: told that but I know for a fact that that's happened every single time they've upgraded it let me let me jump in on that uh, at the end of that Alex I've seen this screen do things that it can do not necessarily touch screen but I can I've seen it have the capability of being able to have a complete menu refresh where it, it actually has a, a better aesthetic look to it um but i don't know whether or not that's that's ever going to happen um i think to a certain extent it's going to be hardware dependent too except yeah processor it's processor for sure and the excel well, the graphics accelerator
3: it's very it's very interesting because when you think of it it's almost like uh every time you know a google or apple releases a new uos you, you, you would need to get a new phone it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah. like it's, it's well, a bit weird. Like in 2016, it's still the case. Here's where yeah. I think it would be the driving force,
1: and we were told this uh, a couple of years ago. Is that Alex, your and my car, and Brian yours too? All of the uh, all of the information that's in there, the interfaces and the logos and everything, we're in the old um, design aesthetic for Mini. We've got the old Mini yes. logo, like the old Mini logo yeah. comes up when we turn the car on. All of the things are black. White text on black, and it's the old style. And I think that more than anything would be what's pushing Mini to upgrade because they want the whole new, you know, uh, um, design language. Yeah, the the new design language to change. And I would think if, you know, they would be pushing toward that. We were told that the the Mini Connected System was going to be one of the first things that got it, and it still hasn't. To this day, you buy a, a Mini and it still looks like it's got the old Mini logo on there. Mm -hmm. i think that's a little odd are you talking about
2: the old man logo Todd, i missed that
1: yes yes
2: and then yeah yeah. so that's not it was not coming um i believe the lci maybe the first thing first time we see it um they're they're anywhere from like their software is so decoupled from i mean it's a long story but they're 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 way far out as far as software and i know it sounds insane but they're just not integrated as a company enough to be able to make that switch, which is also I know insane. Um, but I asked that a couple of years ago, or about a year ago, and they said, "Yeah, it's going to be a couple of years till we see it."
1: Wow, <clears throat> which is amazing. Yeah. We're in the fourth model year of this F generation when it was going to be everything was going to be rebranded. Well, it was
2: rebranded ah. last last year though. It was just it was just last July when they but launched it. But it was
1: it was announced in twenty fourteen.
2: No, No, no. no. It was. It was. An, I saw the press release. It was announced in 15 of
1: June. Oh, well, I would let's say it was publicly announced then. <laughs> I saw the internal <laughs> announcement uh, in 2014.
2: <laughs> I then mean, they were going to be changing it, but it was like it was. You know, I think it's it's just a it's just a slow moving company when it comes to like you know hardware, to software, and everything else.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the brand identity. I think is what I'm, I'm. I'm mostly. You
2: know. Yeah, I I agree with you. It shouldn't take that long. I totally agree.
1: Yeah, there's no reason it should take that long to pop a new logo in and, and do this. They should be able to say everywhere that appears. And it's very... Boom, change I'm, it. Yeah, it's very important to them. And working with the uh, Mini Takes the States folks last year, um, I, I did some graphical work for them. And they're like, hey, we need a picture of a Mini here. And I did it, and the Mini had the the Wings logo, the old Wings logo on it, where it is, where like the badge is on the front of the car. And I, they asked me specifically, they're like, can you change that? And I said, no. <laughs> I said... One, no, I'm not going to change it because the new F56 has that exact same logo still on it. So I fought for it and won. <laughs> <They> said, <laughs> I'm not going to do the work to change that out because it's going to look stupid. It's a well. You know, here,
4: here's one for you, Todd. Here's yeah. a here's a document dated on 12 6 of 16 It still has the old logo on it. Yeah, and it's the ordering guide for the F50 for the F60.
1: So it it seems a little <laughs> disjointed. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, stuff the public is going to see. I think it would be more important to them, and and that's why I think the LCI, at least Alex, I'm hopeful that we'll get a new interface of some sort, um, with our many connected systems in our cars now. I hope so.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not holding my uh, hopes up to be know. to be frank. Uh, Gab, any anything that you like less about the Countryman? You know, not, I mean, I know you haven't dry, driven it yet. Yeah, but yeah, uh, no, is there I mean, anything you like you, less.
2: Uh, less than the previous, or less than like the Clubman.
3: No, and yeah, maybe less than uh, something that you expected or something that you saw and you were kind of disappointed do not. I don't know. You
2: know, I'll just say like, I I mean, I continue to believe the Clubman is a superior vehicle and I, unless you need the ride height, I don't know why you would get a Countryman over a Clubman. I'll just say that. I mean, it's it's heavier with the same uh, interior dimensions, less performance, less efficiency, higher center of gravity, more cost.
1: So, okay. Americans yeah. want bigger. They want wow. bigger, they want taller and so this therefore this is bigger. It's All about, the uh,
2: average Americans not buying a mini. People who buy minis, <laughs> you know, are a little different. Average so, Americans my, buying so, the
0: new yeah, uh, Chevy so, Malibu. Like my,
2: my opinion is that it's it's, you know, it's it's basically a Clubman that's been been, you know, that's been raised and it's heavier. Uh, it's got a couple of nice features which I really like. But for me, it doesn't. It, it doesn't sort. It doesn't totally compute. Now that said, like if I um, if I actually lived, you know, down a dirt road, or there's some semblance of like activity that required me to traverse something, you know, on a daily basis, which people do, like that's a that's a totally like legitimate concern. Then a countryman does make a lot more sense. If you like the look, totally cool. Then get a countryman. Like you know, I think you just need to have a real reason for it. Um, and it could be totally emotional and I wouldn't hold it against you, it, but if you don't, if you don't have a real reason for it, then I would totally encourage you to look at a, a club and because I think it's a better buy. Now I will say this, the club and the new, I'm sorry, the new countryman, is a much better countryman than the old one, um, from a quality standpoint, from a feature standpoint. So anybody who was a fan of the previous one should love this new one.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I wanted to follow up really quick. Uh, so the difference between the f54 uh, head unit to the new one so the high head unit or the head unit high 2 is the is the one that's going into the countryman. It's a 1280 by 480 screen resolution on that screen. okay touch screen and then the six and a half is 800 by 480. So a, a little bit of a bump up from the f54.
1: Cut. Well, and we're getting that display. That, the, <clears throat> excuse me, that newer display is coming in the uh, JCW Clubmans. Which that's are right. You're right, shores Right now. So that's the first car we're going to see it in, and it's going to be the same thing in the new Countryman.
4: Yeah, we should see our first JCW Clubman at our store probably in the next uh, 10 days.
1: Well, okay.
0: Awesome. Let's move on. Uh, let's discuss briefly sales. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, because you know, and and only because, only because that's one of our favorite topics of late. And I'm seeing, i just glancing through motoring. File, I'm seeing the sales are actually up worldwide. Sales up eight percent for November. Um, sales up in the United States, if I remember correctly. Um, but
1: go ahead. Here's, here's here's the thing. Like the, the big news last month was, um, the first month in a, in a long time, Mini USA sales were up. Right, in November over the previous November. Right. However, when you compare this past November to November of uh, 2014. Oh, they're, there you go. There goes Todd, making it look they're bad. Down.
0: They're what? still down to 2014.
1: Yeah, they're, they're down from, from 2014 because they were yeah. down to 2015 and then back up, but not up as much. Got, I'm it. Saying. Got it. So you're saying that sales are actually still down? Still down. They're like still down from two years ago.
4: Yeah. And uh, I would agree with Todd completely because I'm looking at the numbers right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. So... I, <sighs> I don't know. I think we're now entering into the numbers are gonna look better year over year, but that's because last year
0: was <laughs> Because last year was so
1: bad. bad. Yeah. Exactly. So that's all I'm saying. I mean it's You it's can only all...
0: you can only go up from here.
1: Yeah. There's nowhere to go <laughs> but up. <laughs> when you have a yeah. shitty year, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs>
0: oh God. So I true. Think,
1: I think that's I mean, really, that's that's the truth, right? And and Gabe and I talked about this a few Oh, a month or two ago, anyway, is that I think we're going to experience this is the new normal for many. Is mm-hmm. the U.S. probably isn't going to be the number one, you know, market. Well, for market. unless unless there's five dollar gas, again you know, yeah, and right. and I think that's that's a that's a very strong possibility. You know, OPEC nations cut their output and gas prices oh. in the last two weeks jumped forty cents where we are in Kansas City, forty cents a gallon. Mm. They, they literally went up between thirty and forty cents a gallon. That's rough, and that's it's going to take a while for that to. To get to car sales, because people are still like, "Well, I'm still only paying two ten a gallon for my fuel." But backwards.
2: oh my god, how are you paying so little? That is so insane. I know.
1: How much are you paying? Um, I think regular regular is two o nine and premiums around two two twenty two thirty. I'm, oh my we're god, at, you're twenty
4: like, cents cheaper than me right now.
1: We're two. I want to say we're right there for regular, but our premiums looks like, our premiums like two fifty a gallon.
4: Yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: What, what I found interesting was filling up my car on empty, and I was down to, like, 10, 11 miles, and I filled it up for less than $30. Nice.
2: I, so, so guys, I'm I'm paying about $4 a gallon. Yeah,
0: because you good. live in a big city. You? You've got – Alex, what are you paying for gas? <laughs> uh,
3: this oh, weekend California, I paid <laughs> uh, 309 at, Wow, you're uh, cheaper in Chicago right now. Uh Exxon, so it was, wow. it's pretty wow. good gas. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's a huge disparity in gas prices. <laughs> Chicago is <laughs> you know, 50 Chicago's cents a always, gallon in also. California.
2: Yeah, yeah, mine's three ninety
1: nine for premium. But wrong. I think once once gas gets back to you know four or five dollars a gallon across the country, mm-hmm. and people are paying that, when you sh- it's it's bound to that that'll help drive sales again. But that's not going to do anything anytime soon. It's going to take mm-hmm. six months after that happens until small car sales in general start going up because that's yeah. just minis. But
2: it's, it's like small. a yeah. There's a there's an inertia to to all sales. I I, I totally agree.
1: Right. And still I think the the big question to be asked and, and I asked this to, to somebody today, I'm like, what does many, what does corporate say about this? The rest of the world many sales are up. And they're not funny numbers in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. They're legitimately up. The US is the only market that is down and it's down double digits this year. We're gonna end the year down ten percent. It's it's you know, my guess in December here, uh for the year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's horrible. That, yeah. that is absolutely horrible compared to the rest of the world, who's going to be up eight percent for the year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we just you just uh, announced those numbers. Is that so far for the year? Many sales are up eight percent.
2: There, well, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, many is going to have a record year.
1: Yeah. I mean, how can
2: how do like we... like like in the world they will have a record year? Yeah.
1: So how do we reconcile that in the U.S.?
2: Why?
0: I yeah, guess that's the part good. that yeah, that's the part that confuses Gabe. Is so record year globally. Awesome. But in the United States, you know, there's 10 percent decline over the last over the prior year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think,
4: you know, obviously the mood of the buyer in the United States is very different. Let me, let me ask this question just from a high just from a, a high perspective is can we look at the number from, say, four years ago, say another presidential election and see no. what what we look at as an economy as far as, you know, purchased items such as cars and look at people recoiling back i mean they're horrible years it, election years yeah. are
1: horrible for business in general in the u.s they're just, the
4: only reason i say that is because we've had we had our biggest biggest month ever the month before the election the biggest month we've ever had four. Hmm. Yeah. everybody
0: in a big rush to get their car before 90, vote?
4: 90 cars wow. uh, in awesome. october so but and then conversely it flipped in, in november so it's it's interesting how, you know, that number just went from a baseline normal to spike and then back to a baseline normal.
1: Yeah, you know. I, I don't know. It, it's crazy because interest rates are going to – they're starting to go up. Mm-hmm. So going to see interest rates <clears throat> rise a little bit. They're still – it's almost free money, though. I mean, you can get a, a car loan for 2, 3, 4%. Oh, God, yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, my first car I bought, I think it was 13%, and that was the going rate back in the, in the mid-'80s. Right. But um, so don't I don't want to hear anybody complaining about five, six percent or something like that. But no, anyway, It's
4: weird is that there's the incentive programs haven't really changed much since yeah. even summer. I mean, it's not much different. They're still trying to blow out whatever 16 uh, countrymen we have right. and or anybody has. And it's still it's not like many throwing a bunch of money at us trying to get rid of cars. It's still it's still the right. same. It's just people coming in are much, much different.
1: Right, right. I think the the U.S. buying market has changed overall because BMW's not doing well either in the US right now.
2: Well, and I think oh, that's a different story. You know, to that's degree, That's odd that you Mercedes say that. Mercedes is doing well, Lexus is doing well. Yeah. Mercedes uh, BMW's got an, uh, you know an older an older range, the X3 is super long on the tooth, which is, should be, you know, a, a huge seller for them. Um, you know, I mean, you head over to Bimmerfile to see all the data on that, but you know, there are some cars that are down that are surprising, there are some that are down that are not, there's some that are up that are not.
1: Comparatively speaking, then you could say that the Countryman is what's dragging many sales down this year. Is it just Mm -hmm. got so old that you know? I
2: think that's actually, and I mean, Brian, I'd I'd love to hear your take on this. That's been one of my hypotheses. It's sort of masked a little bit because there's such a tendency right now for folks to buy the bigger car. Yeah. uh, um, That it's actually masking what I think is a big downturn for Countryman sales because I believe if the Countryman, the new Countryman, was there and available, that car would be selling like crazy. And right now it's just selling good. We have 15
4: people on the waiting list for the new car right
1: wow. now. Yeah, there okay. you go. I yeah. also predicted that next year that 80% of minis sold in 2017, 80% plus, will four have door. four doors. Yep.
4: Well, that's already the number, you know, like I what I put up in the Slack today. That's exactly what that reflected, Todd. Yeah, exactly. It six,
1: so far, for, year on year, um, this year I did the math, it was 64%. We're at 64% of minis sold in the U.S. this year have had four doors. So it's interesting.
2: I mean, in, in, a, in a, a more urban environment, I wonder – I mean, I know that number changes. I'd love to know what that number is um, yeah. because, I mean, there's, there's still a ton of, of two doors being sold like in places like Ch- Chicago, New York, maybe San Francisco. But it totally makes sense, though, like if you have yeah. any kind of room. like I mean, I think about it like parking my car in Chicago I have a club, and Clubman, it, it's a little big. You yeah, know, I, I, I kind of miss the, the two-door, to be honest with you. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's interesting. I think most people, though, if they can afford the four-door, they go for the four-door. Yeah. Well, That's always been the philosophy.
1: And for reference, the previous year, uh, in uh, 2015, four-door minis sold were uh, 52%, and it's gone to 64% this year so far. Uh, it might tip the scales with December numbers. So... Just to see that trend going, I think we're going to jump from 65 to to 80 percent of of cars sold next year.
4: Well, we're going to add another four door when we add next year. So I mean, we, right. we when we added the f54, we added another a whole other audience to our to our. Yeah, our my thing, point right?
1: is that my point is that the the hardtop, the the beloved two door hardtop that we have, is going to uh, drop down to you know 10 to 20 percent of many sold in the U.S. are going to be the. Yeah,
4: I agree um, with that.
3: And to get,
4: then, to of that's the point, only car uh, that we don't have an incentive on right now, too.
3: You know that. Yeah, so. Yeah. To give this point, like in a, in a in an urban area, like uh, San Francisco, I see mostly. I would say maybe, maybe sixty percent of the mini I see, 70 percent of the mini I see, are R fifty sixes. Then close second is the the R sixty Countryman, uh, and then after that, um, the F fifty six, the. Four door, I see a couple of them, but uh, I guess I see as many four doors as as I see uh, clubmans, yeah. which is not which is not so many. So uh, yeah. it's uh, also California is a little bit different. You know, people tend to keep their cars like a little bit longer because the weather is uh, you know easy on cars. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's expected that you would see so many uh, R56s on the streets.
0: Yeah, that's what well, Alex. I'm seeing the same thing. I see a lot of R56s, although I do see a lot of F56 two doors. Uh, I see a lot of Countrymen. Don't see hardly any four doors, and I think that's just because people in Arizona have some semblance of taste.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's shocking.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, on, honest. Let's be honest. The four door hardtop is ugly. Yeah,
2: Arizona. it doesn't it's, look it's
0: not an attractive car.
2: It, you hilarious. know what? I was—it's funny because we were talking about this, and I just—I was
0: just at a main dealer, and I looked at that, and I was like, "Wow, it's just so weird looking."
2: It, yeah. it, I keep on thinking that, um, you know, Mini is like they—they it, they didn't. It's almost like they didn't give a ton of thought to that being a volume vehicle. <laughs> right. you know, it, it, of course it was going to be. Like, hey, let's just stretch so it and put four doors. One, I guarantee the next one will be more straightforward from a design standpoint. They—I'm pretty convinced though that they didn't make it um more straightforward because they really wanted to 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 separate it from the clubman just from a shape perspective
0: right that makes sense and
2: and i think i think that they're going to find a way to do that without having it what'd you say db look ugly yeah it looks ugly (laughs) exactly
0: it's it's homely it's weird you know you know like the fiat xl you look at it and you go and you, it just hurts your head because you can't put wrap your brain around just what's wrong with well, that vehicle.
1: Looking at the four door is the, the same, L it's the same the better thing. Better looking Fiat, the L is what looks bad. Yeah, the, yeah, L, the L. That's L. what I meant.
2: You're right. I'll tell you what's wrong with that vehicle is that that is a a four door put on the the chassis of a small two door. Like it's, you know, the wheels are tiny. The you know the ratio to to wheel tire and like belt line is just totally off in that car. Right. So then, what's so,
0: wrong with the four door hardtop mini?
2: So Wrong with the four-door hardtop Mini is the is the rear window. It's the angle. Yeah, exactly. That's That's exactly what it is. That's
4: exactly right.
3: Like the way the way I put it, I think the first time we talked about the the four-door Mini is that it's if you compare it in some ways to the GTI, it looks like they designed like the two-door first and then extended it to design the four-door, as opposed to start from a four-door base and then you know kind of shrink it a little bit to make the two-door. Which, you know, would have made the design, I think, I guess, a little bit more coherent. Because when you look at the two-door and the four-door GTI, it's almost like, if you don't look closely, it's almost like you're looking at the same car. Which is great. Which is, I think, what you want to achieve. Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. it's yeah, funny is that, cause, hey, cause I remember back in many, many episodes, I know Gabe has to leave, but yeah. uh, many episodes ago, Todd was talking about getting out of the back of a four-door and having to hit his head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or hitting his head multiple times. So my wife has a four door, and I hit my head getting out of the front seat. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so small. The the attack,
2: I call them the attack angles. The attack angles are the way attack up. angles. Yeah, exactly. super super small in that car. Yeah. yeah,
0: hey, Gabe. Gabe's got to take off here, guys. Uh, Gabe, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate the time oh, you gave oh, us tonight. Thanks. Have a great Christmas, yeah. man.
2: Yeah, thanks, Gabe. I mean, I'll uh, yeah. I'll, uh, my my New Year's resolution is to uh, talk to you guys more often.
0: Uh, we love that, Gabe. Have a great night, Gabe Bridger, my friends hey, from motoringfile right, you guys.
2: Cheers. Cheers, thanks, Gabe.
0: So yeah, Ford. So we we've, we've determined the four door's is ugly.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and can we wrap? Like I'm going to segue this a little bit to the final story, and then we can do a wrap. Yeah. It's um, that the IIHS um, International the Insurance yeah the, the safety. safety people. Yeah, yeah, they crash test the cars, right. and um, the the Mini, the hard top, the two-door hard top, the one that we said is one of the least-selling cars in the U.S. Yeah, Mini,
4: that's the highest rating.
1: Actually got the highest rating, <laughs> and um, it was one of only two cars, and I kid you not, the classification that the Mini is in yeah. is the smallest classification, and it is called the Mini Car. No, no pun intended. Wow. That is the classification for the IIHS, is Mini Cars. And the two that were in the class that got the highest rating were a Mini Cooper, two-door hardtop, and the Toyota Yaris. The Yaris. I thought there
4: was wasn't there one smaller category, for the toy division, or no like a
1: micro car, maybe micro
4: car. Yeah, maybe micro car, like I, the smart cars or something.
1: Like the Toyota Igo or something. <laughs> if there is a division smaller, none of them made the crash test. has that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like the smart car and the Toyota Igo or something like this. I think. <clears throat> yeah.
1: But it's, it's as big as we all claim that the the F fifty six is. It's still in the smallest class. It's the smallest car. Oh, well,
3: because everything also has got big. It's gotten bigger. So, yeah, right. relatively speaking, like nothing has changed. It's it's just that everything's bigger, which yeah. is really funny. I'm looking at
0: a, the page for the I H uh, the I I H S for the 2016 Mini Cooper, and it's classified as a mini car. Yep, that's
3: yeah. what I,
1: That's the Yeah, class, yeah. It's, that's funny. A car that got the uh, five star rating on it. And I think it's funny because, what, D.B., you remember years ago in 2007 when you and I and Gabe were in uh, Amsterdam listening to Gert Hildebrand talk yes. about this. Uh, between Gert and um, Dr. Kai Segler, they were we were saying, how big can a Mini get and still be called a Mini? Because right. we were on the heels right then of the, the Con- Clubman. The, the Clubman, that's right. Coming out. We were talking about it was going to be big, and the Countryman hadn't even been thought of at this point, really, for, for the public. And their concept was, it's just all perspective. Alex, like you said, it's everything else has gotten bigger. And so, Mini, by comparison, is still one of the smallest cars on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's still mm-hmm. true. still very true. So, I think we got to just keep telling ourselves that. And, you know, Gabe was complaining that even the Clubman now is kind of hard to park because it's so big. Brian, do you guys have any... Th- does the four-door feel like it's, you know, that much bigger than driving around your hardtop?
4: Um, I think very very minimally todd i don't i don't really experience that driving driving my wife's car you know as far as size compared to mine i do feel you know spatially inside of it the front cockpit is way different in the way it's the way the seats are arranged and yeah and the space that we have inside of our two doors you know between you, me, and alex is that um i feel like i have a little bit you know cockpit wise i have a little bit more space when i'm sitting in her car regardless of whether I have the seat in the right position or not, I still feel like I'm like the roof is lower and I it don't, is, it, it, it feels is, weird. It's where I think it's where the arm is on this, on the door. I think it's all that stuff is all different.
1: So it is because you think about the four door, the doors on the four door mini have a uh, metal that goes around the outside of the window right. and our Ooh. hard tops do not have that. And so by that, it, it makes you feel a little more claustrophobic because there is less space in the car and it does change the, car hole if you yeah. will, <laughs> get out of it and which just causes us to hit our heads you know like like we said yeah. there
4: i can tell you one thing i feel i feel more comfortable climbing out of the back seat of my car than i do climbing out of the back seat of her car absolutely,
1: absolutely. i i think i would agree with you there
0: yeah. and you know i need to add something here is that the 2017 toyota yaris ia is hideous looking
1: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i don't so care how safe i know, don't care how safe
0: is. that car is that is ugly
1: not only is the Mini the best-rated uh, small car, it's the best-looking.
3: Best <laughs> well, yes. I, at least it's best-looking for a category. Another thing, though, is, it's it's uh, which is which is. Uh, horrible. Uh, I don't know if it's sad or anything, but um, they, they they are going to keep on getting bigger because if you look at the at the new generation of BMWs, so that's uh, I think we have the, the seven series and the five series so far. Uh, they got they, they have gotten bigger than five the series previous series. generation, and. the and the new 5 series the 2017 5 series is bigger than the two generations ago 7 series or three generations ago 7 <sighs> series you know it's it's, 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 it's going to be back like to the
1: 70s when you know my first car was a, uh, a 1972 cadillac sedan deville oh, good grief. and this thing i Giant. i think it was 37 and, i think it was 37 and a half feet long i'm not kidding <laughs> i think so that came with it had boat numbers on the side of it, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It really. It did. It, it, it was a It was a, it was a uh, like a land cruiser. Really. And yeah. The,
0: the left headlight was red. The right headlight was green. Yeah,
3: exactly. So what? What? What made the the American designers like actually start shrinking the cars? Because uh, I'm wondering where this is going. When this is going to stop? Like, the trend were on. The, yeah. It was it's gas right
0: in uh, '75. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh,
4: People were lined up and. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gas for those of us I grew all up that. in that generation. It was awful. Yeah. It was horrible.
0: Yeah. And you yep. can only buy a couple of gallons at a time. Um, I had something else and I wanted to add, and I forgot what it was now. you guys just. That's oh, that's... another car to look at as far as cars getting bigger is look at the Jetta. Yeah. That's yes. one that I always look at. And you see a Jetta. As I remember, the Jetta is like this cute little four door car. All the girls yep. wanted a Jetta, right? Yep. And it was about the same size as a four door Mini. And now the new ones so are as big, big as a you know? three series. Yeah. Just like, holy crap, that's a Jetta.
1: I, I want to know, Alex. I'm going to tell you something. Alex is really in love with the the GTI. He
0: loves the GTI. Alex loves the, I GTI. Do love the GTI. He loves the GTI, <laughs> GTI like he loves Star Wars.
1: If it's such a great <laughs> car, why do I see so many of them on used car lots? Yeah. Well, it just troubles me. It, it really does. It troubles me when you see a car that there's a lot of, and I also see a lot of Mustang GTs on used car lots. You can go to the the CarMax right up the street from me, and you have your choice of at least five different uh, uh, GT Mustangs.
3: I see a lot of Jeeps on our
4: our pre-owned lot, too. Yeah, interesting.
3: I don't know, but I can can tell you that it's a car that drives really well. I I would bet with the Volkswagens,
0: I bet you it's a rattle issue. I bet you it's, or like interiors, if somebody gets tired, it's like, oh my god, I can't handle that noise anymore, or these seats seats suck for me, or it's bad to drive in traffic, or god knows what.
3: Well, maybe, but like if I if I had to, to make a decision right now, like uh, I would say I would go, I would say the, the the golf because I've ridden a golf, I've ridden a golf like a, a number of times actually earlier this year because I was using zip car to go to see clients before I got my car mm-hmm. and it was, and you know, those zip cars are like thrown around, like people drive them mm-hmm. like, you know, like crazy, not, not run right at all. And my car now has four of them. And one new, <laughs> one, <laughs> one 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 year rattle came out this weekend, and this one is pretty bad actually. Above, above seventy miles an hour, I hear like a constant like uh, like weird like creeping noise, like rattling noise, like coming from the windshield. So now it's getting me worried because it's like the windshield, it's it's serious stuff. It's like it's not like the the A pillar or the B pillar, like you can't do anything about that. But the windshield, it's it's starting getting serious, right? So as far as the quality is concerned, like I. You know, Volkswagen and Mini, it's uh, actually Volkswagen going gotten much better. If you look at the IQS uh, ranking, it's actually much better than Mini. Mm. But well, uh, yeah, lo- yeah,
0: maybe. yeah, looking if at the IQS ranking, a lot of cars are better than Mini, though, Alex. Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you yeah only have four rattles in your car. That's only one per month. You know, by the time you're at the end of the lease, it's only going to have a 36. couple of <laughs> 36 rattles It's a good ratio. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, gosh. again and and, I, and as I was saying on Slack like it's very surprising that you look at the IQS ranking and you see uh Honda and Acura uh you know Nissan and Infinity and all of those brands that have like luxury versions of it uh oh. they are like really close to one another but then when you look at BMW and Mini they are so far apart and and BMW is doing actually really really well, you know I, and I'm not surprised. Like I, I had my three series, uh, my my three series, my one series, for three years in Boston. Uh, Boston weather is very, you know, it's really bad to cars. The roads are also pretty bad, although the pavement has really improved the last few years. Uh, um, and it's, you know, like it's 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 really bad compared to California. And not one rattle at the at the end of the three years. That car was rock solid. And yeah, that was a nice this car. one I have here. It looks like I had it like for five years. Right. Here's been my. Or like R fifty like wasn't didn't didn't have any so many rattles like early on.
1: Yeah, Alex, what troubles me the most is you probably only have about two thousand miles on that car so far. Four thousand, right? yeah, four thousand miles. Yeah, that's 4, uh, wow. so there you go. Yeah, you one rattle for thousand miles.
3: Yeah, I gotta say <laughs> I gotta say though, I think like if they had like standard tires on it, like it would help a lot because like it you know it's uh when oh, God, you, when, you me pushing, me. You're pushing, yeah, oh, when you're pushing, yeah, when you're you didn't like, like,
0: you did not just start with tires, did you Alex? like
3: yeah, some something so so uh, rigid against like the pavement like this, and you know the suspension and all that. Like it's it's like it's hard on the car. Like it's not easy, and and you right. can feel that when you drive like a rental car. Like it's really smooth, and even on on like pretty poor road, pretty poor pavement, it's still like much smoother than uh, than me. And it's uh, like for the JCW, especially for the JCW, I don't understand why they don't offer that option. Like it's a, it should be it should be the default, frankly. Oh, yeah. you can get non-run flats. It is an
1: option. It's a no-cost option on the.
3: Yeah, but you cannot get the 18-inch uh, wheels if you get the non-run flats. That's correct.
1: Yeah, because well, they don't want to pay the price for
3: 18-inch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I would pay for it. Honestly, I would pay for it if they told me like feet? pay 100 bucks to get like non non-run flats. I would totally get. Yeah, put some
1: yeah. pilot pilot sport pros on there, man. Or you
0: know. yeah. There you anyway, go. Yeah, okay. anyway, um, let's remind you guys now is a good time to remind you about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Of course, that's our friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. They're up in Brian's neck of the woods, up in the PDX area. One of the OG sponsors here, under the white roof and at MotoringFile.com. Brand new spiffy website you have to go check out. Make sure you take a second to actually meet the crew. Find out everybody who's behind the scenes there at CravenSpeed.com, who's putting your stuff in boxes and designing your new products and all that. After you've done that, take a minute browse around. Check out the dipstick, especially if you have a first-generation or second-generation mini. It's one you can actually read. And it doesn't suck when you take it out for you driving driving around in R56s like uh, myself. Uh, The Platypus license plate mount. Alex, have you gotten yours yet?
3: I have gotten mine, and uh, I uh, need to write a review on it. It was super easy to install uh it's very i mean it's very well made like it's it looks like very good material excellent uh, can't wait i so, have good things to say so we'll,
0: we'll talk about that uh when we regroup after the new year can't wait to hear about that uh and of course the stubby antenna and if you're rocking the first gen mini uh mini cooper r 53 and you're going to do a pulley mod because if you're going to mod an r53 you're going to do a pulley you're going to do intake and you're going to do rear sway bar the pulley's coming from craven speed so go over there and check all this stuff out. Plus stuff, all you know, t-shirts and things for other cars that you might have in your driveway. Who knows what you're gonna what treasures await you over at CravenSpeed.com. Go over there and check it all out. When you place an order at CravenSpeed.com, it's a really cool. Trick is make sure you mention white roof radio when you leave a in the comment section there. That way they know where you're coming from. We really appreciate that. So do they. They of course again being our friends over at CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com. Go over there, check them out if you please. And a shout out to our man, Chad, not here tonight because, you know, he's in crunch modes. We talked about last week. He's finished putting last finishing touches on the new shop for Detroit Tuned. Um, So we hope to have Chad back after the new year as well. Make sure I expect to see lots of photos on Facebook when the new shop opens, um, which should be just next week, I believe. So chop, chop, get on it. I can't wait to see the pictures. It'll be awesome. Really excited for Chad. Uh, Does anybody else have anything else? Last chance.
3: I do have something. Oh, God. It
0: better not be Star Trek or Star Wars. <laughs> no,
3: no, no. It's not Star Wars related. It's about the the um, self-driving car in which I rode with our friend Charlie from Motortran. Oh, that's right. And it was amazing. It was amazing. So uh, there is this uh, company, this uh, American company called Delphi. Yeah. Uh, it's not like it, the, the name might not ring a bell to most of you guys. But uh, it's actually a company that's been around like for 20 years. And they are doing like they are basically one of the world's largest automotive part manufacturers. Yes, it's uh, it's like it's amazing, right? Yes, and so they have partnered with this uh, Israeli company called mobile eye and again mobile eye they, they so it's a tech company they develop vision based uh, you know driver assistance systems and they are actually like, in a lot of cars already today like the you know some the backup cameras and all that stuff so so those two companies combined they have they made a partnership together mm-hmm. this company combined like they told us that they pretty much have as clients like the entire automotive markets except two brands uh, and I'm guessing two German brands, you know, because you know, Mobilize an Israeli company. So, anyways, I want to get into this. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, um, so, so, so together they, so like po- together they actually podcast. develop a self-driving uh, system okay. uh, that they put on uh, Audi SQ5 uh, for their, you know, testing and development, right? And so we were invited along with uh, other member of the Automotive Press to. Um, to drive uh, in one of those SQ5 ahead of a CS uh, next year, okay. And so we went on a I think it was an eight mile or ten mile drive, and it was imp- <laughs> it was it was impressive. Like it's it was basically living in the future. Like I I, I don't want to take too much time here detailing the experience, but the, the the it's it's first of all like it's not like a you don't have like a giant radar lidar you know on top of the car like it's very well done like it's uh, mm-hmm. it's hidden in the bumpers like you look at the car from the outside. You couldn't tell. You wouldn't get it yourself. Yeah, you couldn't tell. Nice. Right. And then uh, so it's it has a really nice screen screen inside where you can see or basically you see what the car sees. So it reproduces like the environment around around itself. Nice. And then it's just like it's, it's, it's amazing. Like it turns and it accelerates and it breaks and it anticipate, you know, for instance, when you are on an intersection, it's a green light, but in front of you, the car is still blocked. So you don't want to be in the middle of the intersection in case it goes back to red. So the car anticipates stuff like this. And really, and so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And so after maybe five, five ten 10 minutes, you know, you you don't even realize you're in a self-driving car. It feels like you're in a taxi and you're just looking, you know, uh, after five five minutes I was looking outside and not even worrying about this thing driving itself. And it's, uh, and it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And so when I see this and when we have discussions, you know, on stack about like how long it's going to take for this car to actually, uh, get on the, get to market and, and be a thing. It's, uh, it's fascinating because they are so advanced today Um, and I think it's mostly like a, obviously like a legal environment and, 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 and people, you know, getting over the, uh, I would say the psychological barrier of having self-driving cars on the road and trusting them. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be totally game changing. I'm all for it. Especially
1: for, especially for old people.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm, I'm all for yeah. it
0: especially you know like in some cities here in phoenix for example um you can't use the commute lanes for example uh the, there's a commute lanes, the carpool lanes are those lanes are enforced as carpool lanes from you know commute are seven to nine and three to six or something right um and it, if i'm waiting for the day when it's like okay for those hours are now you cannot drive your car on the freeway during those hours so those will be yeah. automated only hours you want to drive your car you have to wait till after nine o'clock right that's what i'm waiting i think that'll be like the first step it'll be one of those it'll be like okay now we're <laughs> going to restrict commute hours to self-driving cars or something Yeah, i
3: mean it's going to be yeah it's be, for, I'm, you talk, I'm, right? i am something all for it like this because yeah, to... because people are going to be up in arms if they can't, you know, drive the car like the next day, right? Yeah. So it's going to be progressive like this. Yeah, exactly. I um, am
0: all for the self-driving car, like getting back and forth to work, but I still want a car like for running errands or going on road trips and yes, stuff like that. Yes, but for totally, like getting totally. back and forth to work, dude, I am in. And Just so, in.
3: and so, one one other thing uh, before I let Todd continue, one other thing that's very interesting about like the Mobileye like Delphi uh, partnership is that, um. And you look at also what has happened, you know, what we read in the news, especially about Apple, you know, kind of people saying, you know, some of the rumors saying that, you know, they, they've they given up on actually building the car and I'm mostly focusing on the software. Um, and so for some people that are worried that, you know, maybe their favorite brands might go away, like I, I don't think like the brands as we know them today are like going anywhere. Uh, if anything, you know, there's, there's going to be like more cars on the road. Uh, and, and those companies like you know tech companies like Apple, like Google, like you know Mobileye and, and and Delphi are gonna be the systems you know powering those cars. And and I don't know maybe a BMW will have the choice between you know many systems and they will choose one of them and then personalize it to be like BMW specific or what and whatnot. Uh, but I I it's it's funny like except maybe for Tesla, I don't think I don't see like Apple and Google actually building cars themselves. I see them like building the software that, you know, power, power those cars, uh, but not necessarily like the vehicles themselves. Well, and
1: I'll say this and uh, and then we can call it is that already built into the mini are a couple of systems that are basically automated. And one of those is the self parking system. And I've been in a mini that's done this a couple of times and it is absolutely amazing. The only thing you do is control the gas and the brake. That's it. Um, the car parks itself. It can see what's, what's there and the space that's there. And it does it. And the other system that's automated in the Mini is the uh, driver assist package with the um, cruise control, the adaptive cruise control, that basically will speed up and slow down for traffic, you know, leave the cruise, you know, on. It's as close as we can get to something that's autopilot-like, if you will, basically just changing the speed of the car. But I think those are just like the very early stages of seeing it's coming, you know these things as they become a little more ubiquitous now i'm sure the take rate on the driver assist system on the mini is so stinking low i rarely see a car come in with the driver assist package Hmm. i mean brian i agree yeah completely agree one out of
4: 50 cars maybe if not more
1: right i mean like one a month sold it seems like at our dealer maybe yeah so until people start going oh there i can really have a use for that um, it's it's going to be a slow burn to get this you know to get the public to accept it because it's already offered in, in some ways, and I just think that there's a lot of bad press from you know like Tesla and the guy wrecked his car because he let let it on autopilot and he was watching you know, Toy Story or whatever right <laughs> or, uh, yeah, yeah yeah but uh but anyway I I think that we're a lot closer to it and you know it's I'm glad you had a good experience in it I I, I can't wait to to drive in a uh, a driverless car and see what that's like
0: so yeah should be interesting and uh, we'll talk more about that next year maybe we should uh, try to get charlie and sean on to talk about it more because those guys have had a lot of experience with that
3: they do totally yeah. uh charlie charlie is uh, all around those uh those events in, uh, in silicon valley so much stuff happening here uh, about the on, about cars like it's it's amazing like it's a it's almost like a second detroit at this point it's uh it's really amazing and an exciting time for the the car space. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that you know California would be like the center of like car innovation? It's on many, yeah, transportation innovation. That's pretty pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is really cool. Awesome. Anyway, I do believe that's it for the night, gentlemen. Last last call. That's it. That's well, it. I think I think we're we're gonna call it. Uh, I want to thank Brian Dallas for joining us. Brian coming with <laughs> coming over from Ride Bikes Radio tonight. Brian, thank you so much. uh Tell thank us a you, little bit everybody. about ride. Tell us about Ride Bikes Radio because everybody's tired of hearing about about it from from me. <laughs>
4: Ride Bikes Radio is an amazing podcast between myself and DB. Uh, we, we, talk, we, are, we are the podcast for the common cyclist, for the guy who doesn't race his bike, for the guy who uses it to commute with, who uses it for health reasons, whatever. Um, Ride Bikes Radio is it's down-home fun.
0: Yes, and we talk about beer. It's over at Ride Bikes Radio. And we, Bikes, talk, about beer. And we right. talk about beer. ridebikesradio.com. Check it out if you please. Otherwise, I do believe we're done. One last call also for MotoringStripes.com. 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 Todd, how are we coming on the Countryman Boot Protector Strip, or the Clubman Boot Protector Strip? Excuse me.
1: They
5: are, they're at,
1: <clears throat> excuse me. I have mic. They're actually – I'm selling them to anybody who sends me a, a message, and I'm, I've now sold out of the material and I'm waiting on more. Uh-huh. So I, I'm just holding, pulling off the trigger, putting those on the side. As soon as that arrives later this week. They will go up because they're awesome.
3: awesome. Excellent Let so, me know when
4: that happens, Todd, and I will push them for you. Okay, too. okay,
0: excellent. Appreciate it. So that's over at motoringstripes.com, of course. You go there because you want uh, Todd Pearson made stripes for your Mini Cooper, right? Todd, will, you, you order up some stripes. Todd sends them out to you. You install them, and it's just like, wow, I've got Todd quality stripes on my Mini. And you didn't have to go to, like, a graphics party in Philadelphia, you know, drive halfway across the United States to get them. Super duper awesome. Not to mention the Countryman boot protector strip, if you still have the first-gen Countryman. Not to mention the upcoming Clubman boot protector strip that Todd says is awesome mm-hmm. for you who have the new Clubman, which is pretty badass. Not to mention the keychains, which is like the motoring badge with on keychains. Those are so rad. You should have already bought, like, a zillion of those for stocking stuffers. And you might not have time to get them before Christmas, but hey, it's worth a shot. Uh, and don't forget, to motoring badges. I'm just saying all the things. Motoringstripes.com. Go over there. Check it out. And also, too, finally, the White Roof Radio Sunroof so Delete Kit is available. If you know the motoringstripes.com hack and I have to use contact form, shoot on an email at the model year and roof color of your car, and he will send you a quote for motoringstripes.com because, you know, blank is boring. But we are done. We are done for 2016. I'm going to try to put something special in the feed one more time for you guys. Uh, before the end of the year, like I've done in years past, I didn't do one in the last couple of years, I'm going to try to do it this year, and a little bit of uh, holiday music, if you will, give you something nice to listen to on your drive to family, or friends, or work, or whatever it is you have to do. Uh, but we are done with the show for 2016, we will be back in 2017. Uh, huge thanks to All of you guys that have shared your stuff with us and have shared the show with your friends and have come by and left comments or liked things for us on Facebook or retweeted us on Twitter or liked our pictures on Instagram or any of the things, send us emails. Huge thanks, especially from our sponsors as well, OutMotoring.com and Craven Speed. Love those guys too. Um, But I think I'm done. I think that's it. Yep, that's it. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. But until next time, gang, this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Till next year, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. A bientôt. And Alex still went last. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>